Are you ready? It's that time! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of Man Buns and Jesus. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're on season four, episode eight, according to Josh. Um, you can check his math. Um, hey, you might need to check my math. You might have a math degree, but you might still need to check his math. He's been teaching college kids all day, which means his IQ has gone down by the transitive property. Oh, um, I actually, I did not teach this morning because I left my house at six o'clock for my 7.30 class, which in a perfect day is a 40 minute commute. And by 7.30, I had gone exactly three miles away from my house because the line to get on the freeway was that long. So I messaged the class and said, yeah, I'm not going to be there today. Enjoy your long weekend. <laughs> so. Uh, That's dumb. Right? California's a dumb place. Yeah. So maybe Josh's IQ is lower today because of his frustration with the California Department of Transportation. Um, yeah. <laughs> I suspect actually this is morbid, but you know that's that's the kind of flips we make here. I suspect there was a fatality in an accident on the highway. Mm. That's what I guess was was stopping everything up. But uh, in any case, we're not here to talk about traffic today. Mm -mm. We are here to continue that list of just good ideas for life. <laughs> that we, we started on last week. This is all coming out of Proverbs 10, uh, which is just kind of a list of Proverbs, kind of what you might think uh, when you think of Proverbs are just kind of one sentence sayings that are true. Uh, if you ever have a church dinner and you're serving fortune cookies, these would be great inserts. Yeah. I would be shocked if that wasn't already on the market somewhere. But in any case, we are continuing with Proverbs 10, 17, and I, I think we may as well just jump into it and, and see. I think the plan is to try and finish the chapter today, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, Sometimes even we can't tell us what to do. That's true. That's, that's more true than I wish it was. Um, <laughs> I think Josh just had an existential breakdown right yeah. here on camera. <laughs> well, you know, and also it's that it's that line from Paul, right? The good I want to do, I don't do. And the evil I don't want to do, I do. Do the do. So Proverbs 10.17 says, Whoever heeds instruction is on the path to life. But he who rejects reproof leads others astray. And the first Boy, part of that verse seems a little straightforward, but that second part is interesting. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that the, the obvious flip side to if you take instruction well from wise people, you're going to be on a good path. You'd think the opposite of that would be... Um, if you don't take instruction well, like you, you've got it coming or something along those lines. Yeah. Hang on. Which a lot of these proverbs do kind of have that, that flip, right? Where mm -hmm. you do one thing and you go one way. And if you do the other thing, there's almost the opposite. Um, but this one takes a different approach. It says someone, essentially someone who doesn't take instruction well, someone who doesn't learn well leads others astray mm -hmm. and i i think I, I got maybe where this is going because like 
if you think about people who don't take instruction well, it's oftentimes because they have some sort of pride in their own knowledge or intellect. And then because they have that level of pride in their intellect, their desire is to make that knowledge or lack thereof known. And they almost they double down. And one of the ways they do that is by bringing other people to their cause. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which I wonder how good of a metric that, like, if you're trying to measure, are you, are you, I guess. How teachable are, are you? Are you, are you I, constantly trying to convince people of your take or? Mm -hmm. There's some depth there. I don't know if we want to jump into, but. I mean, but I like, so this is maybe a bad bad analogy but i think it fits my head went to mlm or multi-level marketing like those um things on facebook where your friends are trying to sell you stuff you don't need pyramid schemes yes that's the uh the blunt way to put it um <laughs> that is the theme of this show that's fair um Oftentimes, when someone is a part of one of those organizations, they've been convinced that whatever the product is that they're selling, this is an answer to whatever, X, Y, or Z. And um, Herbalife being a key yeah. example of that. Sure. Uh, I mean, there's so many. Like... And, and they're products that on their own are probably pretty innocuous, but they come with claims like this will perfectly balance your diet or help you lose weight or make you stronger, faster, younger, make your brain work better, cure your baldness. I don't know. Whatever your insecurity is, that's not a problem for either Josh or I. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're good on that front. Uh, um, but like... The people who dive into that the most, in spite of the evidence against some of those products, they've already invested a lot into it. Yeah. So they're trying to, they figure if I bring enough people along, surely it'll be justifiable, I guess that I spent my life savings on this green powder or whatever else. I don't actually yeah. personally know anyone who tries to sell Herbalife. That's why I figured that was a safe example for me to use. I can't necessarily think of anyone either, but either way, that, I mean, some of those, there is considerable evidence against, and no matter how much, People will like, I've seen it with a couple of people that I know from like high school or whatever, where they'll start to sell some of those products. And you'll just see in the comments to those posts on Facebook, um, people dropping links of like, hey, this doesn't actually work. You should stop. And like, you can tell who doubles down and who doesn't. Um, that's that's where my brain goes with this one. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, yeah, we can get way more more deep and existential on that one, but yeah. like, well, I, I think, think that's a suffice good... to say, fools aren't satisfied with being fools by themselves. That's a good way to summarize that. Yeah. Um, so moving to the next one, then the one who conceals hatred has lying lips. And whoever utters slander is a fool. And this almost seems like two sides of dealing with someone you don't like. Um, in that it's not great to pretend that you like them. But at the same mm -hmm. time, it's not 
great to talk smack about them, especially if it's not true, which I think is the legal definition of slander, right? It's negative things said about someone that have no basis in fact. Yes. I don't know what um, uh, depend Solomon meant, but... Depends on if it's a public or private figure. Because there's varying levels of... Legality to slander? Um, but you shouldn't do it regardless of whether it's legal or not. Yeah, but like politicians and public facing business people um there's more required on their part to prove slander against them than it is for a random private citizen that has a fairly private life which seems reasonable to me maybe it i think it was because <laughs> Like somebody could note a pattern in speaking, you know, say you have a politician and somebody notices a pattern in their way of speaking on a certain topic. If they make the assumption from that pattern of speaking, hey, I think they probably lean this position. Like, and it's wrong. You don't necessarily want to make them liable for slander if they're just trying to point out an observation they've made about a very public figure. Yeah. Um, I think verse 18 is more speaking toward personal relationships, maybe? I think so, too. And to me, this is very much like just papering over things. Um, Like, okay, another dumb analogy. I don't know if you've ever seen the show. Um, I'm papering over the camera. Thanks. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's one of the ones about flipping houses. But like uh, that whole... You mean like half of HGTV's line? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that whole industry, though, is just... Like, the more I've learned about it, the more, like, appalling it is to me. because. It's all just putting like band-aids on bullet holes. Like that thing's gonna kill you eventually, but at least it doesn't look as un unsightly now. It, yes. What did so like are you slandering the house flipping industry? <laughs> no, but there's it's really easy to take a house that's pretty run down put like window dressing on it and not address the actual like underlying issues um make it look nice enough to turn a profit and then whoever comes in after you actually has to undo a lot of what you've done because you've just covered up whatever issues were there fair enough and that's like to me, that's what this is, but relationship-wise. Like Okay, you, okay. Now now I'm dragging with you. If you have a problem with someone, don't just paper over it and like conceal that because you're not gonna it's not gonna benefit your relationship in any way, shape, or form. And then like on the flip side of that, you don't wanna be undercutting someone. Um with whatever you're saying about them, because that's also not going to benefit your relationship. <laughs> so. So if there's, I mean, kind of, where does that leave us? If there's someone in your life that you really just hate, because that's, that's the language getting used here, um, don't, don't talk poorly about them, especially, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in the gossiping sense where, where they're not present. Um, mm -hmm. But also don't pretend that everything's cool. And if you're, if you want to know, well, what's a biblical approach to that relationship? Um, the best, I think you can, I shouldn't say the best, the easiest, I think that you can justify on any level is distancing yourself from the individual. 
And that, when I say justify, barely can you do that. The best you can do is say, well, they're leading me. And this is if, if the hatred is based on something that's not a sin, right? If someone just has a, a really bad or, or a personality that really rubs you the wrong way. But they're not doing anything wrong. It's just you can't you can't handle them. Um, you might could make the argument, well, it's leading me into sin to be around this person, so I can love like I can love them better from a distance than I can personally. Maybe, but I think the the best response is you go to them, you address the things that are at issue in the way that Matthew 18 would talk about, and you reconcile the relationship. And is this person going to be your best friend? Probably not, but you can deal with those things that have set set barriers between the two of you. Mm-hmm. I, In defense of your first comment there, in my mind, if someone is leading you to sin, because they are rubbing you the wrong way for all the right reasons, then you might need to do some self-reflection before you have that conversation with that person. And if that's the case, you still should follow this proverb and speak with them and say like, hey, I need to work on myself a little bit so we may not see much of each other over the next you know, weeks or whatever. Um, because you're driving me nuts. You, I don't know if you need to include that, but like, you can still be honest about where you're at in that, that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a, that's an interesting one. I think this next one might mean we need to like stop podcasting. <laughs> Verse 19 says, when words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. (laughs) I mean, that's just the law of large numbers. The more words you use, the more likely some of them are to be wrong. That's fair. And some people are called to use many words. For some, the gift is teaching or preaching or evangelizing. These are Paul's words, a man of many words. I have never gotten in serious trouble for keeping my mouth shut. I have have. problems for myself by talking too much. I experience the truth of this proverb because the worst case scenario if you're not saying something and someone wants to know what you're thinking they will ask and then like i don't think what this proverb is saying is be rude to people like it's not saying take a vow of silence it's keep your mouth shut unless you need to open it that's fair So, is that enough? Yeah, I think so. Just know that Josh and I find the uh, the need to open our mouths. That's why this podcast exists. Is, is that it? I thought it was to help us keep our sanity and to talk about things that are interesting to us. Which I guess that's a need to open your mouth. I mean... So peek behind the curtain, when Josh and I were first talking about this podcast, there were a few different things that we talked about as like reasons why we want to open our mouths. One, we can talk on this podcast in ways and about things that are more difficult to preach on because they require more time, more space, more thought to kind of like fully flush out. And by having a conversation about something, if I say something in a way that Josh goes, hey, Ben that sounded real dumb and like you might need to rethink that like we have that immediate response where I can clarify rather than somebody walking home and going I think Pastor Ben is preaching prosperity gospel or something I don't know like right (laughs) 
Um, like it helps with that. So that was one. Two, we both recognize that like we're limited in terms of our ability to offer you, our listeners, and likely our members, uh, ways to access scripture and Christian conversation and um, like theology um, throughout the week. There are so many resources in the world and on the internet, and like it's hard to just filter those. Um, so we just wanted to provide you with another one to help you grow in your, your time, your faith, your understanding. Um, and then three, like Josh said, this is cathartic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or, oh Lord. At this point, it's gotta be over like 80 episodes. There are only a couple I come away more stressed than I went in. That's fair. Which, that's you know, fair. for 80 episodes, that's pretty good batting, batting average. Um, yeah. It's more like a free throw percentage. Um. In any case, continuing from that, the tongue of the righteous is choice silver, and the heart of the wicked is of little worth. I mean, then that's, I feel like that's just fair enough. I don't even know how much discussion this needs, because what that's saying is people who are faithful, good people, it's worth listening to what they have to say, and and bad people wicked people crappy people not worth much but, so did you ever hear uh, you were in the same class i think when cypher said this stuff you whisper from the pulpit versus stuff you shout from the pulpit yes that sounds like something that was said at some point so stuff that you shout from the pulpits, the stuff you absolutely know know to be true. The stuff you whisper from the pulpits, the stuff that you're like, this is how I understand it and this helps me understand it, but I don't know if this is 100% true. Yeah. Okay. So this is something I would whisper from the pulpit. And I, I don't think this one's like a gross <laughs> incompetence thing. I think this is just like, I'm wondering if this is true. Look at the two body parts. Tongues are way less essential than hearts. So for a righteous person's tongue to be worth way more than an unrighteous person's heart, like you have to already overcome the difference in value between the two uh, body parts and then add in the yeah all the uh all the black market organ dealers that listen yeah to exactly podcasts are like that makes no sense i can get much more for a heart than i can for a tongue if you anyway. are a black market o- organ dealer listening to this podcast don't tell us that's what you do because uh actually I'm- no do tell us that's what you're gonna that's what you do so that we can go through confession and absolution and then we can remind you that you should probably go turn yourself into the police. Yeah, yeah, that, that. Um. Hey, more body parts. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of sense. Yeah, I mean, Okay, so here's here's a, here's a very practical way that you could think about this if you're sitting and trying to piece this together. Okay, if you are if you are a high school student or you have a high school student who's getting ready to graduate, they're getting ready to go to college. That's their plan, and they have to maybe they they go to one of the schools where they have to declare a major before they get out. Okay, this was the case at in in my specific college at Vanderbilt. If you were secondary ed, you had to declare that before you even got there. Um, say you're the parent of this kid. Who do you want them asking for advice? Their wise pastor, not us, obviously, but their wise pastor that you have if you're not part of our congregations, or the meth addict hanging out under the bridge. Like, who would you rather them ask advice for? Who do you, what, which piece of advice do you think is going to be better for their long-term well-being? That's what this is saying, right? 
If you're at Good Shepherd, talk to Wayne. Um, yeah, Wayne sounds like a great guy. I've never met we, a guy named Wayne that I didn't like. We had him on the podcast. Oh, yeah, we did have Wayne on the podcast. Like yeah. I said, I've never met a guy named Wayne that I didn't like. Um, let's see, what are we on? 22? 20. Blessings of the Lord make rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. God is good. That's okay. Yep. All the uh, time. And all the time, wrong, God is good. Doing wrong is like a joke to a fool, but wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. You've got kids in the car listening with you. Cover their ears for a second. Um, this makes me think of the show Jackass. <laughs> um, like, I know where my heart's at, where my head's at, based on how funny I find stuff like that show. <laughs> I'm in deep trouble then. No, because like, so if, if when I'm tired or when I'm like just cooked, watching people get hurt, kind of funny. But like, if I'm needing to be... I could watch kids fall off bikes all day. That's a quote for anyone who's listening from Letterkenny. Anyway. Um, Another Wayne actually said that. He did, yes. Um, Wayne, how are you now? Good and you. Um, where was I going with this? You were saying that watching stuff like that, I, I, were you about to call yourself a fool? Is that where you were going with that? No, I was thinking like, I know I'm better equipped if I look at stuff like that and go, eh. well, like I, I almost I'm in, I'm in a better, better headspace at that point because I'm like, I'm thinking about what's practical what is good what is like sometimes my brain turns off and i enjoy dumb things but i'm in a better and more thoughtful place like it is better for me to write a sermon when i am not enjoying jackass yeah well, what I think of when I when I read this is I picture like a degenerate kid, a degenerate high schooler in like in a mall, and they say, "How funny would it be if I smashed this window?" Or how funny would it be if I went in and stole X Y Z? It's like, no, that wouldn't be funny. Property damage is not funny. Theft is not funny. But a fool thinks that doing wrong is funny. Um, but like to a man of understanding, wisdom is pleasure. And I, th I think this is true as well. Like if you meet people who are, who are wise and who tend to understand things, like they, they genuinely enjoy figuring new things out. Right. Like, um, this isn't a man of understanding, but a woman of understanding. My mom's a really smart lady. She's a very wise lady. And she, when she sees things, like on the house flipping shows, she loves to figure out, hey, I bet I can figure out how to do that. Or my brother, Ian, who's he's been on the podcast before. He's crazy smart. And that's one of the things that he enjoys doing. Like right now, and if his landlord's listening to this, I might be getting him in trouble. He has a a setup for leather working in his apartment. He has a forge in his apartment uh, for melting down a lot of stuff and casting metal. He has a lot of functional pieces for wood shop, uh, wood burning, like he has all this stuff. And what happens is he sees videos of this stuff on YouTube and he's like, I bet I can figure out how to do that. So he does. And that's a joy to him, right? And you're never going to catch him in a shopping mall saying, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I do some damage, right? You remember when you were uh, 
I don't even remember if this was on the show or if it was just during one of our conversations. Paste history. Like bringing up the fact that you can paste stuff that you've saved into your... Yes. Uh, yeah. Windows V. Ah, I yeah. Anyway, like when you find out those kinds of like shortcuts to life and you garner that extra bit of like, here's something that's going to save me time, make my life easier. Like those are incredibly satisfying. There is nothing more satisfying to me than a spreadsheet in Excel that works exactly the way you want it to. Right. Does some high level things. Oh, ah, uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff. It is. And like half of our audience right now is like these guys. <laughs> what a bunch <laughs> of nerds. <laughs> yeah. Want to fight about it? <laughs> oh. this, learned, this nerd learned how to lift weights. Um, this nerd played rugby. Um, do I have graphs in my workout book of my weightlifting? Yes. Yes, I do. Best of both worlds, baby. Um, with the wicked dreads will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. Uh, is this just what goes around comes around? Is I that think so? Uh, I think, or even like, um, you will get what you fear in both sense of the word, both senses of the word fear. Like, if you if you fear reverently God and His goodness, He's got that you. will be that'll be granted to you. If you fear irreverently, uh, your comeuppance is coming, boy. Well, and what this this makes me think of those situations that they happen a lot in sitcoms. I don't know if they happen nearly as much in real life, but it's, it's, those, it's those situations where someone is so concerned about something that they accidentally make that thing happen. And so an example might be, say, um, a guy is really, really concerned about his girlfriend breaking up with him and leaving him for someone else. And because of that fear, he starts to act really, um, really protective and really mm -hmm. clingy. And like, if he sees her doing anything without him or he sees her talking to other guys, like he's very aggressive about it. And then she breaks up with him because he started acting like a jerk. Mm -hmm. um, and like, he doesn't trust her it's become a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah as far as like the wicked if the wit yeah i feel like maybe another way to think about it is the sports analogy playing to win versus playing not to lose um like the more that goes into statistics and and sports science and everything like the more that it's recognized playing conservatively in almost any sport doesn't really help in baseball. The best thing to do is swing for the fences in basketball. The best thing to do is play aggressively, shoot threes and go to the hoop uh, in football. The best thing to do is go for it on fourth down in almost every situation um, in hockey. The best thing to do is control the puck and put a lot of shots on net. Um, like there was, I was watching a soccer match at one point. And Atlanta, who's the team that I follow, Atlanta was up probably. They were up two goals. I think it was like two nothing or three one. They parked and, the bus. And, well, and one one announcer said to the other, "Like, what do you think their move is here? Like, uh, to make sure they take home these this win, do they need to like turtle up? Or is he going to sub in an extra defender?" And and the other commentator turned and he said, "Uh." their best way to win this game is to go score another goal or two. Cause yeah, if you're, if you're two goals ahead, you're probably going to win. If you're three goals ahead, you're, 
you're even more likely to win. You go four goals up, oh boy. It's almost guaranteed. Last Atlanta United game I was at in person, they went up seven goals. And ain't nobody coming back from seven goals down. So, uh, yeah. Oh, man, I love sports. Um, when the tempest passes, the wicked is no more. This is verse 25 for anyone who's following along. But the righteous is established forever. You know what comes to mind when I when I read that? The parable of the man who built his house on the rock versus the sand. Yeah, where's your house built? Yep. Um, yeah, and I think this is true in a lot of ways, but to run with the, the parable of building your house on the rock versus on the sand, if you're building your 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 life right on things that are unstable well i was gonna on the flip side on the word of god Mm. no matter what happens in your life that is still true that is still reality they are still good things to do Mm -hmm. but if you're building your life on really anything else at some point it's gonna fail you and if you think about the wickedness um like at some point you're going to have to pay the piper and there's going to be a struggle that happens and, and you're not going to be taken care of and whatever you've been relying on is, is not going to be there for you anymore. I think ghost found that pretty profound. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a much more calm talker than, than Juno is. Yeah. Um, for the most part, for the most part. This so this honestly makes me think of like this is gonna be kind of a dumb analogy, I think, but in undergrad, going into my sophomore year. Ben was dumb in undergrad. Sophomore year, junior year. I think sophomore year. Um, they built a new dorm on campus at Velpo. And uh, as many colleges have figured out in the last, you know, few decades, um, one of the best ways that you can raise money for your school is by having your students live on campus, because you can charge them an arm and a leg, and people don't really know better. Um, at the seminary, I mean, to some extent, that did happen at the seminary. What do you mean to um, some extent? To a I think it, extent. The, the rent for the, the married housing was not outrageous. The housing wasn't great, but the rent for the married housing wasn't bad. No, I'm like talking about the other, dorms for the single students. Where the oh, I know, I know, I know. It's higher than for the married students who get whole apartments. But we're not, we're not going to get on that soapbox today. Yeah, I get that. In case you couldn't tell, I'm still salty about it. Yeah, food being baked into that was a big part of it. Um, no, 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 no. Okay, we're getting this now. So Sean Baker and I lived together our yep. here at the seminary. Yep. So we, what I did is I took what we each paid for room and board, added it up, took out if we if we had paid full price for the buffet for every meal for the semester. So assuming you don't get a bulk discount, take all that out. And then what was left? We were still paying, I think, over a thousand dollars a month in "quote unquote" rent for one room and a communal bathroom. Highway robbery for a building they had paid off. They uh, anyway. Whatever. Go back to whatever point you were making. Anyway. Uh, So they were building a bunch of buildings and like their focus as a university felt like in many ways, prioritizing financial stability over um, basically anything else. Not saying that that's what it was, but that's what it felt like. So then it was funny to me, and this is, this is going to lean into a couple of things here. When that brand new dorm started to show signs of being built incorrectly 
it settled weird so there were like gaps in the walls and windows and like yikes yeah yeah it was funny um so like when your priorities are out of whack it causes bad things to happen yeah uh, the next one, I like this just because of the imagery here. Like vinegar <laughs> to the teeth and smoke to the eyes. So is the sluggard to those who send him. If you're lazy, your boss isn't going to like you. It'll be irritating. Vinegar to the teeth. Gross. I bet it whitens them, whitens them though. Until they disappear. I mean, how long are you letting the vinegar sit? Too long, apparently. Depends on how long you're, uh, like... How long's the slugger taking to get there? Well, yeah. I feel like that's an experiment I want to run with one of my kids' teeth once they lose them. Like... Tooth fairy comes, takes the tooth, leaves a buck. Well, I'm, now dad's running an experiment. <laughs> I'm glad you're waiting until after the tooth fairy has has done her work. Um, uh, the fear of the Lord prolongs life and the years of the wicked will be short. Again, I think this is experientially true. Like you're less likely to get in life-threatening trouble if you stay out of trouble in the first place. Yeah, you're statistically a lot more likely to die young if you skydive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if skydiving makes you wicked, though. It, I don't think it necessarily wicked. does, Maybe but like... Sense, but... Okay, let's... We got to get through these. The hope of the righteous brings joy and the expectation of the wicked will perish. I feel like with this is getting a little repetitive. If, yeah. if you're a good person and you live like God didn't give us rules because he hates us. God gave us rules because he designed the world. He designed us and he said, this is how I designed it to work. So when we adhere to that to borrow the language from some of our systematics professors when you stay on uh in in the groove if you stay on track like things are going to go better for you i mean imagine imagine a train right a train goes one way because that's the track if a train tries to leave the track it's going to go poorly very very quickly or if you want maybe something that matches the experience of life a little better a car on the road if you stay on the road, things are going to work out pretty well. If you start trying to drive through a forest, eventually you're going to hit a tree. Okay? God has given us these guidelines for how we should live. And when we live according to them, our lives tend to go better. And if we don't, eventually you're going to hit a tree. That's going to be in the description. I like that. Anything? Nope. The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectations of the... No, wait, we just did that we one. Did that one. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the blameless, but destruction to evildoers. Don't hit a tree. Yeah, and even like... Um, it's one of those you got to be prepared for it kind of things. Like... So... You know Shaolin monks, the like the ones that train in martial arts their whole lives. I know Shaolin Showdown. What a show! That's a deep cut right there. That is, oh my goodness, yes. Um, I always felt bad for the like teenage American kid that just, you know, was trying to rule the world out of his parents' basement, and that it was haunted by a demon, and like really just needed an exorcism. Um. You know who I'm talking about? No. The main, the main like, villain character. He really just needed an exorcism from that, like, mask demon thing. Yeah, that'd probably be helpful. Anyway, 
Um, where was I going with this? I don't know, but if you want to watch Shaolin Showdown these days, it will cost you. You cannot stream it anywhere for free. That's a bummer. Or it's not included in subscriptions, I should say. Fair. Um, oh, yeah, Shaolin Monks. So, they're famous for distracting Ben. They're famous for breaking things that, like, would hurt to punch. Um, and part of the way that they achieve that is by training their hands to move the nerves. Because there are nerves that run down the top of your fingers. But if you poke trees enough times, those nerves will shift to the sides of your fingers. What do you mean poke trees? Walk into the Shaolin temple and there are just tr like trunks of trees in the temple with holes in them that they have been poking for centuries to like, they literally just stab their fingers into these holes and the impact of their finger hitting the tree shifts the nerve from the top of their finger to the side so that when they punch things, it doesn't hurt. Fascinating. Right? What? My point in all of this is that when they're prepared, they can do incredible things. When they're not prepared, it's going to hurt like heck. So don't, so don't wait till last minute to go to the stronghold. That is the way of the war. Is that, is that where you're driving here? <clears throat> like if you, if you start engaging in that way, you are better prepared. You are within the stronghold. Yeah. It's not going to hurt when you punch that brick or whatever. Yes. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. I think the Old Testament's a great example of that because of how many times God just wipes the floor with people because they were wicked. They, they crossed yeah. the line and he was like, okay, <coughs> you're done. With Noah, it was, it was most of the world. But then uh, once the Israelites had been kind of established, like there are a number of people that his instruction is wipe them out. Yeah, and if you're a good neighbor, even to somebody with questionable morals, like typically they're going to respect you more than somebody else with questionable morals. Because um, questionable morals start to, to conflict really quickly. Yeah. Yep. Um, the mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but, and the perverse, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. Be careful who you're listening to. Ouch. And our listenership just went to zero. Or were you just reacting to a perverse tongue being cut off? Yeah, more of that. Just a little off the tip. Um, <laughs> phrasing, sorry. Um, <laughs> ben, Ben, this is, Ben. This is why we can't have nice things. It's a good thing we're at the end of the episode. <laughs> okay, yeah. so favorite of these proverbs, and then if you have one takeaway, one takeaway. I think my favorite of these proverbs, um, gotta find it again. Oh, the thing is the... 26. No, that's an experiment for later. Um, I think is my favorite 20? of these is what is it 20? No, uh, I think my favorite was 17. Um, like the fact that people who are so confident in their lack of wisdom will often try and draw others into it 
that's something I didn't really think about, but it rings really true when I think about it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think my takeaway is like, again, and I think this was kind of a takeaway last week too, but the, the theme of all of this seems to be patience, trust in the Lord, fear of the Lord, um, and stop talking and then you'll be all right. I think that's it. Um, I think my favorite one is. Is it the sluggard? Yeah, like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes. So is the sluggard to those who send him. Just because that's great. That's great imagery. And I, we talked about this last week. A lack of work ethic drives me insane. Um, and then my, my bigger takeaway is, is God knew what he was doing when he set down his plan for us and for creation. And when he described that, so stick to the plan because he knew what he was doing. So, mm -hmm. again, if you want to passively aggressively call one of your friends a fool, by all means, send them this podcast. If you were sent this podcast, your friend might be calling you a fool. React accordingly. Or they think that we're a fool. One of those is possibly true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do have, we're on all the major podcasting platforms. We would really appreciate it if you subscribe. Um, if you like this episode, some of them allow you to like specific episodes. And uh, a lot of them are adding a rating system. So if you're listening, I know for sure on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you could give us a rating, preferably a five-star rating, if you hopefully you think we deserve it, um, that'll help the podcast make the rounds a little bit. It would be kind of cool to see it grow, uh, especially with as little effort as we put in making that happen. Um, and if you have any content requests or guest requests, or you want to be on the show, just reach out to us either personally, if you have our contact info or via our Facebook page and go buy our shirts, edgewaterlutheran.org slash, uh, slash gear is the website there. With that, brothers and sisters, go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.